Thanks for joining us on Sandful Radio, Zach Milbank here, and with me today is field umpire Corey Bowen, who is reaching a massive milestone in round five of the statewide Super League. He's going to adjudicate in his 300th Sandful League match. Corey, it's a huge uh, milestone, and uh, yeah, it must be a massive honour for you. Uh, yes, it is, Zach. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh quite an achievement when you think back of uh, when I started out, so to get the 300 games, it's, uh, yeah, it's um, one I'll definitely look back on. Most definitely. Um, now we know, uh, let's get into the nitty gritty of it, uh, one of the great traditions in the Sandful umpiring department with Shane Harris at the helm is you get to choose which game you're going to officiate in and you also get to choose your two sparring partners or your running mates, I guess more appropriately, uh, in the umpiring fraternity. Um, what have you chosen? Uh, so I've gone with Michael Schramm and Sammy Morgan. So Sammy's been pestering me pretty much every day since uh, the end of last season to do it. So <laughs> uh, I think he's won, he won his bet. So yeah. yeah, I've gone along with those two. And which game have you chosen to do, Corey? Uh, so we're going to go down to the bay, so I'll be doing, yeah, the Glenelg Eagles game. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, big clash, isn't it? Uh, Eagles up and about pretty early in the season against the reigning Premier on their deck. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah, their form's been pretty hot to start the year, and um, I think Glenelg, obviously, last week having a little bit of a slip-up, so I think it's going to be a cracking contest. And... Funnily enough, you actually made your debut at the same venue as well. Uh, round 22, 2004, Glenelg hosted North Adelaide on that day and was a massive shootout. Uh, Glenelg kicked 21 goals and North 17. So what are your memories from that debut game? Uh, not, a, not a lot. I remember it was, uh, it was a warmer day and, uh, um, like you said, it was a, a high-scoring game. Um, Probably the, the bad memory I had from that game is my uh, bouncing for the day wasn't too flash on. I do recall I bounced at 56% for the day, so um, yeah, it wasn't the best, but you know, <laughs> that's what it was. And you had plenty of bouncing to do with so many goals kicked. Yes, yeah, definitely. So um, might wind back the clock this week and start the game with a bounce. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> so you, um, when did you, just on that point, when did you cease doing your bouncing, Corey? So I ceased that, well, I reckon it was around 2015. Okay, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, it became a professional tosser. Yep, as Cros likes to put it. Yeah. Andrew Crosby, of course. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, you, um, round 22, 2004, and you've been with the Sandful uh, for a, long, a bit longer than that, 2001. Um, what actually got you into umpiring? How did it unfold for you? Uh, so I pretty much just started out as uh, most young kids do, uh, running the boundary to get a bit of pocket money. Um, and then obviously decided that if I took up field umpiring, I'd get a bit more pocket money because I'd be able to do more than the one game a week. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, changed over, I think, when I was about 16 to do that. So I was doing two or three games a weekend yep. in the field and, yeah, obviously progressed from there. And where did you cut your teeth? What grade and what competitions were you doing? Uh, so I started it out at North Adelaide Juniors um, on the boundary, as I said, and then obviously the field umpiring 
So I started off when I started field umpiring. It was only by chance, really. They needed an umpire to do an under-11s game one day. Mm. Uh, so I put my hand up, and then I went that well. They said, that's it, no more boundary. <laughs> um, we want you to do, you can do field uh, permanently. And I was yeah, still right. playing at the time. And, yeah. Um, yeah, the coaches at the time were trying to get me, convince me to stop playing, but I'd already obviously signed up to play footy and uh, under-16s that season. So... Yeah. Um, they were wanting me to umpire probably up, up to under-13s and 14s. So I did a couple of under-13s games by the end of that first season. So. And how old were you then? Oh, I reckon it was around, around 16. Yeah, okay. So, so was it something that just sort of seemed to come naturally to you? Uh, yeah, because I've always been a big follower of footy. So, mm. um, And I think the couple of years I had prior when I was 14, like starting out as a boundary umpire, probably... Uh, helped me along the way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I understood the rules, so I pretty much knew what I was doing in terms of free kicks. I just didn't know where to run and position myself. Okay. Uh, but we ironed all that out pretty quickly. Yeah, no, very good, because there is an art to it to make sure you're in the right spot to get the best view and the best angle at um, making a call, isn't it? Yes, the, yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah, if you're not in the right position and you don't work hard enough to get there, um, it's always going to be a little bit harder to see a free kick. We don't, we're not going to see everything, but you know, mm. um, if you follow the right positioning and you, you're in that area, you're 90% of the time you'd probably get it correct. What is the general rule of thumb with positioning? Uh, so we always talk about being able to see the full player's head and shoulders um, and the distance-wise, you want to be 20 to 25 metres from play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the guy that's telling us to keep up with the game when we're sort of just jogging along. <laughs> um, yeah, it's always funny to, to hear those sort of comments coming across the fence. Um, yeah, but you know, like the game's so quick and pl- like players are moving mm. constantly. It's you know, so to say you're going to be on the right side to see head and shoulders when they turn their back on play. Yeah, um, towards you, you know, it's hard. But yeah, we're always trying to be obviously centred towards the middle of the ground as well. Yep, sure. Excellent. And uh, you reached the pinnacle, AFL listed in 2010 and 2011 and managed 13 matches at the highest level. That must have been a great experience for you. Uh, yes, yes, uh, definitely one I'm uh, proud of. Um, obviously, would have liked to do more games, obviously, and have a, had a longer career there would have been a lot better. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, mm. But, yeah, it was, you know, it's something you ask, look back back on at the end of my career and I'm definitely proud of uh, Of the 13 AFL games any um, notable matches in there? Uh, yes, yeah, so I did show down 30, obviously the Crosstown rivalry is always a good game to get um, and also the last game Ben Cousins played in at um, Eddie had, which was Richmond Port. I was lucky enough to officiate that which was yeah, very entertaining and, um, experience. Yeah, right. Why was that? Oh, he, he drew thirty six thousand to like a dead rubber game last game of the season, mm-hmm. uh, and you know I, he shouldn't have played. So he was out with a hamstring leading into the into the game um, a couple of weeks prior, and then mm. yeah, everyone was trying to get him up, obviously because he had announced he was retiring. Um, yep. He played. I remember we walked into the room beforehand. Um, as we've been Margets and obviously fellow Western Australian, 
he knew him pretty well and was having a chat and yeah he said straight out I shouldn't be playing <laughs> I, I, I've got to I'm going to get through I'll do what I can and he, you know, he couldn't really he couldn't kick the footy properly but yeah right uh, yeah and the, every time he touched it you know the crowd just the roar around the stadium was yeah electric gee whiz yeah great um, atmosphere and something uh, you obviously have never forgotten to be a part of that's for sure and uh, something similar is uh, officiating in a Sandford Grand Final and you've managed four of those uh, 2008, 2009, 2017 and 2018 of the four do you have a pick of the bunch obviously the the most recent one um, or the most recent two have been absolute crackers haven't they? Yeah both of those two <coughs> would stand out from the earlier two mm-hmm. uh, obviously because there's yeah, it's very hard for me to remember it because I was so long ago. But, <laughs> you know, from an umpiring perspective, probably the Port Sturt one because it was so close, so, mm. you know, it was intense. Um, you, you didn't get to relax. You were concentrating the whole time. Um, there was also, you know, the pressure because it was going down to the final seconds. Yeah. Um, but that, the North Nord one... That was just the, the way the spectacle and the way how, of how attacking the game style they both played on the day. That you know, from a spectator's point of view, that one was good. And in fact, that one was sort of over. You know, probably five minutes to go in the last quarter, it was sort of done. So you probably got the chance to run around and soak up the atmosphere a little bit more yep. and enjoy it. Um, sure. So yeah, they're. they're both, yeah, but they both do stand out. The Port Sturt one, um, obviously there was only one point in it, and of course Sturt just getting over the line. Um, when the in that sort of last flurry, last sort of minute or so, where were you positioned and were you sort of in charge of the play at that time? Or like, yeah, what's your memory of the last couple of minutes? Yeah, I was in charge, so I believe it's, the ball was in Sturt's forward line at the time, so mm. um, yeah, I ended up uh, blowing time for the end of the game and that, and obviously, yeah, so yeah, I know it was very frantic, there were a lot of players around the ball when it was, yeah, Sturt were just trying to hold it in so that Port couldn't get it down the other end and score, so... Yeah. Did you have some sort of an idea how soon the final siren was going? Like, do you get that feel as an umpire, or is it just... We do. Yeah. Yeah. It's normally, yeah, because the runners are out there, so the players, it gets through that there was under, I think it was about two minutes, so I knew there was two minutes to go. Mm. Um, but in that light two minutes, it was just going back and forth, and then Sturt finally locked it in there, and, yeah. and then Ford 15 and hurled it in. Wow, we. Um, does it sort of? I suppose you don't have enough time to think about it, but it run, does it run through your mind like just what's riding on those couple of minutes and actual league premiership? Like it's just such a fine line, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like the pressure, obviously, at that stage is obviously you don't want to make a decision that's incorrect. Yeah, and you want to make sure if there is a free kick. Um, that we do get it right. You know, a lot of people will say that the umpires put the whistle away at the end, and <coughs> to a degree we do, but it's, yeah, we, um, you know, we only want to pay the, the blatant and obvious. And, yeah. yeah. Especially in a grand final with the last few minutes, you don't want to highlight ourselves for doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's certainly been a hallmark of Sanford umpiring, and particularly under Shane's um, stewardship, is to just let the play run as much as possible and yeah it certainly don't over officiate which is great so um 
2018 Golden Whistle, uh, so it was a massive year for you, uh, winning that and also doing the grand final. Yes, it was uh, definitely a very good year. Um, you know, um, to win the highest uh, honour in like the SNFL umpiring ranks is, you know, a privilege um, and a, an honour. You know, to have my name, you know, up there with some of the greats that have umpired at sample level. Uh, what about um, in terms of uh, players over your journey? You've been around for a long, long time, so you've umpired some of the real colourful characters. Um, obviously, the Gowans twins are springing to mind, but um, who are some of the guys that um, you've enjoyed some on-field banter with and do you have any sort of funny stories you remember? Yeah, well, the, like you said, Zach, the, the Gowans boys were obviously the two that uh, stick out. Um I was probably lucky in a way that when I first came in, it was, we sort of had a few characters around. So back then, you know, you had um, the Gowns, you had Jeremy Clayton, you know, uh, Justin Sicoletta at the Eagles. All those blokes would be uh, more than happy to provide you with a bit of advice. <laughs> yep. Um, I do recall one day, so the uh, Central's and Nord out at Elizabeth. Mm. Uh, Havelberg had kicked. 14 goals. Oh, that. yes. Uh, so I remember it was one of the Gowns always come up at the start of the last quarter and just sort of made comment that, you know, your votes are easy today. You can fill them out now. Um, highlighting the fact I think he had 11 at three-quarter time. <laughs> but I just turned back to him and said, well, he wouldn't want to kick zero this quarter because uh, he's fallen away and dropped out of the game. And obviously that fired him up and he was like, you can't be serious. <laughs> you know, if you, you can't do that because you're a cheat, you can't, you can't not give him three votes if he doesn't keep a goal in the last quarter. So, you know, there's banter like that. Shit. Yeah. Boy, it's always fun. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting what sort of sticks in your mind, isn't it? So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was an incredible performance that day. I happened to be covering that for the advertiser as the reporter there and uh, yeah he was certainly on song that day Daniel Havelberg um, yeah it was good good to watch um, 37 years of age Corey uh, your last year or how many more can you go on to could could you reach 350 or even 400 uh, <laughs> yeah no no aims of how many I'm going to go for um, I yeah. Just, yeah obviously getting older now so it's the body uh, the body's still holding up so the plans is uh, is to continue for another year or two. Um, yeah, and we'll just see how far it goes. Oh, terrific. Cool. All the best with it. Um, well done once again from everyone at Sanford to reach such a wonderful milestone, 300 league games of footy. Yeah, it's a tremendous effort to officiate in that many games. So well done. Um, good luck for your game, uh, Glenelg and the Eagles, at ACH Group Stadium on Saturday. No problem, Zach. Thanks for the chat.